welcome to the podcast. I'm Phil and, uh, well, that's it really, because uh, this is a Phil podcast uh, by himself. And this isn't even a Phil Insta-take podcast, um, because I haven't particularly watched a movie. What this is, is a Phil is in his car podcast, hence the background noise, and wants to talk about a load of things that are happening in the world of film and TV. So, this is me talking at you for uh, however long it takes, really, to get through a couple of key subjects. So, first up, I want to talk about The Last... No, not The Last Jedi, we've had that one. Uh, the Rise of, Sk- Rise of Skywalker. Yep, that's it. We have a new Star Wars trailer and we have a new Star Wars title. Uh, episode 9 will be called Rise of Skywalker. And it came out with a trailer um, a couple of days ago now. So, what did I take, uh, what did I think of this well, to be honest, the thing is, right, and I've heard this mentioned on a couple of other podcasts, I wonder if Star Wars fever is now starting to set in, and, and in terms of um, people are getting a little bit kind of over Star Wars. You know, Star Wars used to be this kind of huge, massive thing, but I guess you know most people seem to be more excited for Avengers and, and those kind of movies these days. Now, I still have a, a huge love for Star Wars, and, you know, I've really enjoyed the prequels, I really like The Force Awakens, um, and I really like The Last Jedi as well. I thought they were both really, really good films. Um, I also you know, really like Rogue One, and, and kind of on reflection, didn't think that Solo was the worst film ever made. I mean, it's not the best, but it's certainly not the worst. I mean, you know, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, please step forward. Um, <clears throat> but... Uh, I do feel a little bit fatigued by Star Wars. Um, and like, you know, last year having a couple of films come out within months of each other, just for me, just didn't really work and it took away some of that excitement. So I expected to be a little bit more excited about Rise of Skywalker, but probably the reason I'm not, or at least in part, is due to the title. Rise of Skywalker is not a great title. It's not Attack of the Clones bad, um, or pointless because you know the title didn't really mean a huge deal but you know it's not that bad but it also isn't brilliant um what does it mean well i've got a couple of theories on that uh could the skywalker of the title be kylo ren because uh, he is technically a skywalker um or could the skywalker of the title be more of a, a generic thing so so rather than jedi um you have skywalker so Skywalker Ray or Skywalker Han or Skywalker Luke. Um, so it becomes kind of this more generic title for whatever the next thing is. Because I think I think the Jedi and the Sith are effectively done. So I think the, the next thing out will be something kind of, you know, an, L, an uh, evolution of that concept. So anyway, that's my rambly thoughts on that. As for the trailer, look, it was good. Um, it was a typical Star Wars teaser trailer in that it didn't show you particularly very much. We are eight months out from the film itself. So that could mean actually, do you know what? In eight months time, we get a, yeah, in six months time, we get a much more exciting action-packed trailer. Um, but you know, I like what I saw in this trailer. Um, like I said, I thought it was good. Uh, I, I, I like the, the, the beginning bit with Ray versus a, a TIE Interceptor or a First Order TIE Interceptor, which maybe could be, um, Kylo Ren or, or, or could even just be like a training mission with um, Poe Dameron or, or, or someone like that. So that was that was pretty cool and then kind of some of the imagery you saw after that kind of the skiff with uh, Poe and a few of the other characters on 
um, a couple of different planets, one deity. I mean, so could we theoretically be going back to Tatooine or uh, even Jakku? Um, and then, of course, the big money shot at the end, or double money shot. Firstly, with that quite, you know, cool shot of what looks like Death Star wreckage. So, you know, this could be Endor, or one of the moons of Endor, sorry, and, uh, and or one of the moons of Yavin. Um, I'm more inclined, because of the next big reveal, the uh, cackling emperor, to think that this actually may well have been something more to do with the second Death Star than the first. And of course, the emperor reveal. Now, what does that mean? Well, you know, J.J. Abrams has said that he's looking to tie the trilogy together, uh, his trilogy together, um, and tie the nine films up in a bow, because this will be the very, very last Skywalker movie. Um, so, look, if they bring the Emperor back, they can find a good reason for it that isn't a clone or, or something along those lines, or the Emperor was always alive, which I think is a bit weak. Um, I'm thinking a Force Ghost or, or something along those lines. Um, if they can bring that back, then, yeah, do you know what? This could actually be pretty cool. Um, but I guess we're going to have to see. Uh, other things of note, uh, I think Ray had Luke's uh, lightsaber, uh, Kylo Ren's mask was being rebuilt and there were some jetpacking stormtroopers. Um, so look, you know, J.J. Abrams knows how to make a decent film um, and the Star Wars team generally know how to make a decent film as well. So I think actually we're in pretty safe hands, but we will see in December when it finally hits. Uh, also um, this week we had Game of Thrones season eight, episode one. Probably a few minor spoilers in here, but do you know what? Hey, those are the breaks. Um, and if you haven't watched it by now, ah, what are you doing with your life? So uh, episode one, I thought was great fun. Um, is it the best um, Game of Thrones episode ever? Probably not. Um, but was it a really entertaining, good fun episode? Yeah, damn right. Look, if nothing else, you got to see John and Daenerys riding dragons to go off to their little fuck cave and um, do whatever John and Daenerys do. Um, which, ew, especially with the revelations. But you also got some really cool moments. You got Aya and the Hound uh, back um, together. You got Aya and Gendry with some definite chemistry. I mean, you know, could Aya live happily ever after with uh, with Gendry? You got some great snarkiness from um, Sansa to Daenerys. Um, and fucking hell, you've got Jon Snow riding a dragon. Uh, and of course, you've got that really creepy sequence with the, the kid nailed to the wall and, and that weird, possibly Targaryen signpost. Who knows? Uh, not the first time we've seen it, obviously. Uh, and then also on top of that, you get Sam blurting out the reveal that Jon is in fact a Targaryen. But do you know what? For all of these cool moments in here, uh, and how cool it was seeing some of the uh, the characters back, my favourite moment was uh, the scene between Daenerys and Sam, where Sam found out that Daenerys basically fried her brother, his brother and um, father. It was a really, really tough scene, and there was a really, really great scene for kind of hammering down those consequences of Daenerys' actions. Um, and I think, you know, it really, really did hit me as one of the better scenes in the episode and do you know what possibly one of the more heartfelt and emotional scenes in the show full stop so um that that was kind of my favorite bit but uh there were some great laughs in it as well uh, especially like the um the northerners uh having seen people of color for the first time 
and their reactions and faces. Uh, that was a, a, a great kind of uh, really clever scene. Um, look, overall, it was that final moving the pieces around the chessboard uh, to kind of progress the story forward. Uh, so it was an essential episode from that amount. But I thought it was really, really good. Um, considering they only have five episodes left, though, and we're, we're, we've got to have a massive battle at King's Landing and a massive battle to north, um, you know, it really does tell you that, that the next few episodes are going to be pretty jam-packed. So I'm really looking forward to where the Game of Thrones goes from here. I haven't watched the trailer for next week because, God damn it, why would I want to do such a thing? So next up on Phil's uh, Chatty to Himself podcast, uh, I'm going to talk about Billions. Now, if you've never seen Billions, uh, what the hell are you doing? Billions is one of my favourite TV shows on at the moment um, that isn't Game of Thrones or uh, that kind of thing. But Billions is fantastic. Uh, Billions is about um, Bobby Axelrod, a stock trader um, at Axe Capital, um, played by uh, Damien Lewis from Homeland fame. Uh, and uh, do you know what? It's just a fucking great show. Genuinely, it's one of those shows that is well-written, it's clever, uh, it's smart, and it's not afraid to kind of throw in a bundle of pop culture references. I mean, we get film references, you get music references. This is the show that brought back my love of Megadeth after many, many, many years away. Um, you know, the, the lead character wears bloody Megadeth and Metallica t-shirts, for God's sake. Um, but it's a really smart, really funny show. And it, again, it's one of those shows that, that kind of really appeals to, to my kind of viewing pleasure. So if you imagine this is kind of Boiler Room meets Wolf of Wall Street meets Wall Street. It's that kind of show. So it, it's money, it's snarky, it's stabbing people in the back. And it creates some really impressive anti-heroes that despite the fact you know you really, really, really shouldn't like these guys, you absolutely cannot help it. So uh, if you're not watching Billions, I highly, highly recommend it. The other thing I've been doing of late is I have been watching a hell of a lot of Star Wars movies. Now, there's a reason for that. I've finally got my daughter, who's nine, into Star Wars. Now, we watched Phantom Menace a long time ago, probably about a year ago. Um, and she liked it, but we never kind of took it to the next step, mostly because uh, the, the realisation I would have to watch the clone, uh, Attack of the Clones, which... It's still a major, major ball break. Um, but we kind of got through that. We watched Revenge of the Sith, and then we watched Rogue One. So what we're doing is effectively watching them in order, with the exception of Solo, which we're going to watch at the end. Uh, Rogue One fits in really, really nicely, uh, and actually really great with um, A New Hope. Now, she was a huge fan of uh, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Really, really like the Ewoks. Uh, and then we've just watched Force Awakens. So we've just got Last Jedi to go. And then, of course, obviously, uh, to bring it full circle, we've got Rise of Skywalker uh, coming up at the end of the year. But the thing that kind of really... And I've said this, I've said this on podcasts before, and I've said this to my friends, and I've said it kind of in blogs and, and everything else. But the thing that really, really gets me... Is actually watching the Star Wars films in order. And I mean in order as in date order as opposed to order of kind of when they were created. Um, watching them in order, it's amazing how much George Lucas has completely fucking killed the original trilogy. Um, it's, it's, they're still amazing films. And, you know, for me, Landmark, some of my favourite films of all time. But 
all of the things that surprised you or shocked you in those films are now spoiled. You know Luke and Leia are brother and sister. You know that Anakin is Darth Vader. And you know that Anakin, Darth Vader, is Luke's dad. So all of those cool plot twists are gone. Also, timeline-wise, it's really weird. You know, you're, you're looking at kind of a 20-year gap between, kind of maybe 22-year gap between um, Revenge of the Sith and uh, A New Hope. Um, and yet, Luke's aunt and Uncle Beru have aged about 50 years in that time. So, yeah, obviously, Tatooine's a really freaking harsh environment. You get over things like, uh, or, or you can start to realise just really stupid things like to hide Ben, uh, to hide Luke Skywalker, he actually puts him with Anakin Skywalker's de facto kind of aunt and uncle kind of relations um, that knew his or sorry that kind of knew his mum so so Anakin actually visits there um knows his mum was from that area and then just to back all of this up old Ben Kenobi in hiding it's like Obi-Wan Kenobi becomes old Ben Kenobi and wears the exact same Jedi robes that he wears in like as a Jedi so he hides right next to the obvious place to hide Luke and no one says anything it's really stupid um, obviously there's there's issues with the technology as well the technology in Revenge of the Sith is, is far more advanced than the technology in A New Hope there's not even any kind of real links between the two or kind of any indication of why one would go to the other if you kind of look these days at, at kind of planes you know you look at like the F-14 which was decommissioned back in 2000 and that but that plane you know was around for 30 40 years so and 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 you know they're still flying in some countries you know, if that was George Lucas it would have been a completely different plane in Top Gun and a completely different plane 20 years you know, you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying um the other thing is watching the original trilogy back those fucking CGI changes are horrific Jabba the Hutt is an abomination in A New Hope. It really is. Not only is it a terrible scene that repeats literally what we saw with Greedo like minutes beforehand, but the scene itself is really badly done. Like the whole bit where um, Han steps on his tail. So that is pretty gubbins, to be honest. Um, there are some good changes. Some of the matte line removals and, and some of the more wider establishing shots are, are, are okay with kind of the Jowers um, sand crawler and things like that. Those kind of things are okay, but but still, for, for every one of them, there's a Greedo shoots first or, or that stupid scene with Han Solo. Um, one call out that I do like in those changes and still really works is when Luke sees Biggs. Um, it gives a bit more... Con- context to the end scene where Biggs dies and I think actually do you know what that scene actually does work um Empire Strikes Back mostly is okay Cloud City uh does look nicer but again the CGI really does stand out um and and kind of stands out being slightly pointless still probably some of the worst changes uh are actually in Return of the Jedi not least the freaking scene in Jabba's palace where Bubba Fett pops up every two seconds like literally just like winking at the camera uh which is just terrible but also in those scenes the the kind of the new musical number in Jabba's palace is a total abomination I really 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 sucks 
Um, there are a couple of other changes to Return of the Jedi, but, but majoritatively it's those changes. Um, any that work, uh, I guess, I guess having a wider galaxy view of the kind of overthrow of the Empire is, is pretty good, but it all seems a bit too easy. You know, they, yes, they defeat the Empire, Emperor at, um, uh, Endor and blow up the Death Star, but we know that actually the last battle was the Battle of Jakku, which takes place after. So, yeah, the scene works. I still prefer the old music, um, the old Ewok, um, and a bit more of a kind of localised celebration, but it, it's, it's not the worst change. Um, but it just, just reminds me just how unnecessary those changes were. Very, very few things add to it, right? Yeah, okay, I like the scene with Biggs and it adds a little bit, but other than that, all of those changes could quite easily come out. Yeah, look, do you know what? Cleaning up some matte lines and stuff like that is always good. Um, but if it was, do I want matte lines remaining or do I want to see Jabba's tail get trodden on? 100% of the time, I would take the matte lines all day long. Um, what else have I been watching? Well, I watched Velvet Buzzsaw uh, on uh, Netflix, another Netflix original. Um, I gave it a 5 out of 10, which ironically is what the filmmakers gave it as well. This is a film that uh, turned it up to 11, gone full Dario Argento and just made it batshit mental. It would have been brilliant. But what they did was they just kind of delivered a film that, that kind of turned the dial up to five, turned the dial up to six, and then didn't really do much with it. It's a shame because I wanted this film to be batshit mental, and it just wasn't. And that was a huge, huge shame for me. Um, is there anything else to talk about? I don't think there is. Um, I don't think there is. But needless to say, I will be reuniting with Ross shortly, and we will come back and, and no doubt pick up on some of these uh, some of these cool talking points. One of the talking points I want to talk to about Ross is a new Hellboy film. So Will reviewed it for uh, the website, which is www.philsgroupreview.co.uk, uh, and I haven't seen it yet. But Ross did not make it past about thirty minutes. I think he walked out. It's only the second film he's ever walked out on. So I want to talk to Ross about what takes the lover of terrible B-movies, the man that introduced me to some of the the B-est of B-action movies, what takes a man like that to walk out of a film? Now, look, don't get me wrong, I've seen the trailer, it looks pretty fucking terrible, Um, and it really, really does. But what takes Ross to walk out? And we will find that out on the next episode of Ross and Film Talk Movies. Because uh, I will be reuniting with Ross to chat about that and, and many, many other things. Um, so, look, uh, be interested to get your feedback on Game of Thrones. Be interested to get your feedback on the Star Wars trailer. And be interested to get your feedback on anything we talk about here. Uh, you can email podcast at philhopton.co.uk. Or you can hit us up at, on Twitter, which is at philquickreview. No S on that, so Phil Quick Review on Twitter. We're on Instagram, Ross and Phil Talk Movies. And of course, you can search Ross Boyask on all things social. So look, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back with a regular podcast, not hosted in a car um, shortly. But this is uh, Ross and Phil. Uh, goodbye, and we'll catch up later. Thanks very much.